The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining us today on The Open Door. This is the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse where we publish, promote, and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. Hello, brothers. Hello. How are you all today? We're good. Good. Today, our theme, as is often the case, is on opportunity. And in this case, uh, we're going to look at how precious each and every opportunity to embody is to pass our tests, fulfill our divine blueprint, balance our karma, and ultimately make our ascensions. And the Ascended Masters most have often reminded us that the ascension is the goal of life, and that every opportunity to advance this goal is, again, precious. And this is why it is so tragic when life is cut short, an opportunity denied to fully embrace each opportunity we are given to secure our soul's immortality and complete our reunion with God. You know, here is, in the simplest of terms, our divine reality. Life is God and therefore sacred. And as a child of God, you have a divine birthright to outpicture the God within you. But when birth is denied, opportunity for self-mastery and soul fulfillment is also denied. So today we want to focus on abortion as the means by which opportunity for millions of souls is routinely denied. In other words, we're going to look at abortion from the perspective of the soul. So question, is it even possible that a case could be made that life is sacred only some of the time or only when it's convenient? Anybody like to take that one? You know, Tom, I think that, if I may, how we look at abortion has a lot to do with our personal beliefs. I mean, that's pretty obvious. Uh, I think we've all heard the abortion arguments on both sides of the political spectrum, so to speak, from the church and from those, and I I mean, I won't repeat them because we've all heard them so much. And I think what's unique today about what we're going to share is we're going to put aside those uh, traditional views on abortion that we've heard and look at it from a very unique perspective, as you say, from the perspective of the soul. And I think for those of you out there that think abortion is a good thing or maybe not a good thing but a necessary thing or whatever, just, just put that on the shelf. And, and even our Christian brethren who don't believe that the soul is even created until the child is born, put, put that on the shelf too. And listen as we share with you, and Mrs. Prophet shares with you today, the perspective of the soul. And of course, the basis of all this is karma and reincarnation. Why the soul pre-exists, why the soul must come into an exact set of circumstances to face a certain karma that they have with individuals and so forth. And so it's a very unique perspective, and I think it's an overriding one. And not only is it important for the soul that's coming in, but it's important for the mother and the father as well, because the mother and the father may need to balance karma with that soul or sponsor that soul to bring forth some great invention, invention, etc. And how many great people are the, you know, number three, four, five, six, seven, eight, or nine uh, born children um, that come to, to earth? So... It's not just in the interest of the incoming soul, but it's in the interest of the parents, too. They can't move on with their own spiritual understanding and their own spiritual growth without a certain equation coming together. And when that equation is interrupted through abortion, 
then when again will the circumstances be the same, that that soul can abide with those two? I mean, it could happen later in that embodiment if people see the need to change. But, but the understanding we're sharing with is just how crucial and important to every one of us that we have the opportunity of life. And, of course, if you're hearing this, you've had the opportunity of life. And we're told there are many more souls winding in an embodiment and needing to get into embodiment on planet Earth can actually do that because of the limits of abortion and other things. You know, and I would like to add also that we're very well aware that this is a thorny issue. It's very complicated, very complex on many levels. And that we do not wish to have anybody feel there's any blame being assigned here if, in fact, you've been involved to any extent or at any length in this whole abortion issue that we believe that life is God and life is sacred. It's a pretty simple equation when you look at it from that standpoint. And that the spark of life is not something that is arbitrarily given. It is so important that it be given consciously and understood that, you know, you were saying this, Sid, that there are souls that need to come into embodiment for our benefit. That There's a mandala of souls that are meant to be here together to work out their karma, their individual karma, their group karma. A lot of issues ride on the soul being allowed the opportunity of birth and life, and when that is denied, it isn't just denied for that soul, but it may be perhaps for a whole family, even maybe an extended family, who needed that soul to be here. So I think I want to just... Or Tom, it could be as well. Someone is coming forth with a great invention, a great discovery. Oh, yeah. preparing for this at inner levels and in between embodiments. They have a gift from God they're here to deliver, and it could yeah. change the face of the planet. And, but oh, if they it, can't get to an embodiment then it can't come to fruition. And you wonder how many issues or challenges facing planet Earth today might be different had people with the answers been allowed to embody. I I, I totally agree and understand that, too. And I think that when we talk about the issue of life, that one of the ways that we serve God is by serving life. And that given the opportunity that we know we've been graced with to be here right now speaking to you is because that opportunity was not denied us. But again, it comes back to as a very precious moment. And one of the things that we've discussed many times when we discuss the concept of opportunity is that how many lifetimes has it taken us to get to this point, to be at the threshold of these teachings and this understanding? Not one, not two, maybe a thousand. We don't know. So the opportunity is precious on that level as well. This may be one shot in a cycle of thousands of years, perhaps, to get to, get, to be here and get it right. You know, I think it's thinking about my own life, you know, uh, I'm glad that I came forth, you know, through my parents at the time that I did. And I'm glad that <clears throat> when I became a teenager, I, I had a chance to hook up with a particular guitar teacher who could teach me a craft that I could use to help me fulfill a portion of my divine plan so that I could then intersect with all these brothers and sisters of mine in this particular church and organization. I mean, all of that would have been not... Uh, had I not had the opportunity to embody when I did. Yeah. Well, you I know, think, I think too, it's, it's an understanding of abortion. There, there's a certain premise here that you uh, believe in the possibility or do believe in God and do believe that there is a spiritual heritage and a spiritual goal in our lives. And if you think we're just evolved uh, pond scum, um, what's the difference? How does it really matter? Um, and, of course, many people, uh, much as we love the elementals and the animals, many people are far more concerned with the animals than they are with babies in the womb. And so when we have an understanding education, then we think differently and we act differently. I was having coffee a while ago with a gentleman uh, in the town where I live on a totally unrelated matter, and somehow the subject of abortion came up. 
And he said, and this is a nice guy, you know, anybody would welcome for a friend. And he said, well, I think abortion is okay up to the point until the soul can live on its own. The child can live on its own. And I said, well, that's changing all the time. Well, he says, great. So his idea was you protect life only when it's viable outside of the womb. And as Mrs. Prophet will point out to us today, you know, the major religions of the world, maybe Christianity is an exception, uh, haven't addressed this issue, but, you know, life begins at conception. If you believe that, if you accept that, then it changes everything. If you accept the fact we're evolving souls, returning homeward to God, it changes everything. And when you think about it in this way, it does say, wow, I need to examine my thoughts, my perspectives, and not just take the word of people that really don't know. I mean, I know Bill Clinton, the former president, said he became uh, an advocate of abortion when a minister or someplace he went to a church says, well, the soul doesn't come into the body till it's born, so it really doesn't matter. Well, I don't know how this guy knew that, <laughs> but it's wrong. So, you, you know, error begats error. So keep an open mind and look to understand the greater picture here, much beyond, you know, the inconvenience of a soul or the rights of a woman body, etc. We all belong to God. And if you understand that and understand the need for opportunity for yourself and for others, then you might look at things differently. You know, one of the central questions that you raise has to do with what is the unborn? It's one of those key questions that if you're involved in any kind of discussion or debate with anybody on the subject, as neutrally as possible, ask that question, because that is really informative. What is the unborn? Because then those who understand it as the moment of conception being the point where life is infused into that soul and that soul is infused into the body, then the unborn is potential. The unborn is divine reality. The unborn is opportunity. It's all those things immediately not in the third trimester. So I think it's one of those questions. And souls that, have an awareness of do, being in the womb and being coming forth. Um, I know someone I know, she was, this was decades ago, but she was pregnant and she thought, well, you know, I really need an abortion. It's not a good time, da, 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 da. And she was going to the abortion clinic and she heard a voice and the voice said, you will not abort me. Oh. And neither say it got her attention. And she did not get an abortion. She had the child and... You know, she's very grateful that she did, especially when he found out the truth uh, of life aborting within the womb. Not everybody has that privilege, that awareness. They will hear that voice. Um, so don't be afraid to think about this differently, putting aside the political arguments from the left and the right and so forth. Think in terms of your own soul and the soul of others and why abortion is not the answer. Well, and I would say, too, again, reinforcing a point you made earlier, is that we were the beneficiaries of the opportunity to have life. Imagine somebody who is not given that opportunity. It's something they cannot control. It's out of their hands. It's something that the power to choose is taken from them, denied. I think it's a a tragic thing. And, you know, uh, something I used to always tell people is the only thing that changes from the time of conception to birth is that you add only two things, time and nutrition. That's right. And that's the only thing that makes me different from you, Tom, from who you were yesterday and, and who we are today. Yeah. Of course, if we are a diet. Time, <laughs> time and nutrition, that's time all. Nutrition. So that soul is still in there. It's listening to the classical music that you're playing. It's listening to what you have to say to it. And it's getting ready to embody. Yeah. 
And, and we're told, you know, of course, as I mentioned, there's many more souls that need or want to embody than can get in to planet Earth because, you know, the message is, well, there's so many people on planet Earth. Why burden the ecosystem with more? And rest assured, God is in control of the number of people on this planet. He's not going to overload it. And um, so you can see how these myths have been perpetrated, and we'll hear some of those uh, uh, myths uh, Mrs. Prophet talks about that um, why we, you know, population control. There, some of you probably remember the population bomb. Was that, I don't know if that was the late 70s or early 80s, but early by this time? time, the world should have ended, um, according That's to the predictions then, and of course it hasn't. So putting things in a different perspective changes everything, and that's what this show is about. It does. You know, and just as, before we go to the break, you remember, I think it was Paul Ehrlichman who made that comment about overpopulation. Right about the same time as the Roe v. Wade decision was handed down, I think it was 1973, the 70s were a time of great change in this regard, too, changing perceptions, changing our understanding of life, unfortunately kind of going for many of us in the wrong direction. It's been 45 years, it's come full circle, it's time now to revisit the subject, as you said, calmly, neutrally, but open-mindedly, open-heartedly. Anyway, uh, it's time for a short break, but please stay with us because when we return, we will hear the first of two excerpts from a very special lecture by Elizabeth Clare Prophet on the erroneous beliefs surrounding abortion. Don't go away. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face, and their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to The Open Door. 
Brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And thank you, everyone, for staying with us here on The Open Door. Today, we're addressing a very sensitive and complex subject, abortion. And in the following lecture by Elizabeth Clare Prophet, the issue of abortion is addressed from the perspective of the soul, beginning with some of the mis- common misconceptions about life and where the soul is during gestation. Listen. Abortion from the perspective of the soul. People have asked me, if you believe in reincarnation, why are you against abortion? Many people who believe in reincarnation say that abortion is okay because they think the soul can always come back in another body. Orthodox Hindus and Buddhists and Sikhs believe that abortion is murder. Every sect of Hinduism holds that the soul enters the fetus at the moment of conception. However, in practical life, Many adherents of these faiths today believe that abortion is permissible. Here is the rationalization, as Mark Weston explained it in an article in the Washington Post. Hindus, Sikhs, and Buddhists believe in rebirth. So most also believe that an abortion, however regrettable, will not deprive a soul of its one and only chance at life. Many Americans today believe that the soul is not in the body during gestation. Therefore, they erroneously conclude that there is nothing wrong with abortion. I will review the arguments for you and then give you the Ascended Master's teaching on the subject. Some New Agers say a fetus is energy and energy can't be killed. By that argument, Murder would also be condoned because a person is energy and energy can't be killed. Well, you can't take a law, energy is neither created nor destroyed, and apply it to a fetus in the womb. The energy of the fetus has been locked into form by the lords of form, the lords of mind and the lords of creation. And that form is more than mere energy coalesced. It is child man made in the image and likeness of God. Others say that a woman's freedom of choice should take precedence over the baby's right to life because the baby will always have another chance. A commonly held belief is that the soul chooses her experiences. I've heard people say that a soul may choose to experience life in the womb for a few months and then return to higher octaves after abortion by her own volition. As a footnote, I would like to tell you that the soul of man or woman is referred to as the feminine potential of being, whereas the spirit, with a lowercase s, which is the essence and animating principle of a person, is considered to be masculine. Therefore, when mentioning the soul, we use the pronoun she and her. When speaking of the spirit, we use the pronoun he and him. 
So the idea that his soul chooses her experiences denies the law of karma. We certainly do have free will given to us by Almighty God. But you see, we have been exercising that free will for many lifetimes. We have created the karmic circumstances that dictate our return in a specific body, at a specific time and place, through specific parents. Thus, we can't just choose to enter life when and where we feel like it. Furthermore, the argument is ludicrous on the face of it. If souls could choose their bodies, wouldn't most people choose to be brilliant, beautiful, and wealthy? Therefore, why isn't everybody brilliant, beautiful, and wealthy? Well, other people put forth the notion that abortion doesn't harm the soul, but gives her an opportunity to return in another body under more ideal circumstances, that is, being wanted instead of unwanted. They say there is no harm to the soul because she hasn't been born yet. As though they were privy to the secrets of creation of the lords of life and death, they offer the opinion, I don't think a human can harm a soul. Following is the statement of Stephen Weinberg, publisher of Ramtha's teachings. This statement is taken from Ramtha's words through Jay-Z Knight. Abortion is neither right nor wrong, for God is without judgment. Abortion does not destroy the life of another, for the true nature of every individual is a light essence that has no form and can never be destroyed. Through a body, that light essence has the opportunity to experience the form called matter. Curtailing the developing body within the womb simply removes one potential vehicle for an entity to use to experience humanity. But there are other bodies. Everyone is wholly responsible for his choices. But no woman need ever feel guilt for choosing not to birth a body if she decides that it is in the best interest of her own life experiences not to bear the consequences or responsibility of being in a parental relationship with an embodied spirit-soul entity. Well, I can tell you that Ramtha the Ram is one smart aleck Atlantean discarnate. First of all, since there is right and wrong through the heart of the living Christ in us all, through the Lord our righteousness and through the cosmic Christ, some things are right and some things are wrong in life. And abortion is one of those things that is absolutely wrong. Ramtha makes the statement that God is without judgment. God, as the supreme lawgiver, divides light and darkness, heaven and earth, and right and wrong, and sets laws for us and has given these laws to us through the great lights and avatars and prophets, Christed ones and Buddhas he has sent into our midst. These laws are the very foundations of our Judeo-Christian tradition, and they are the foundations of Eastern thought 
in a way of life that has existed for tens of thousands of years. That abortion does not destroy the life of another is not correct, for the life is in the body as well as in the soul. He says that the true nature of every individual is a light essence, but he is incorrect that that light essence has no form or needs no form, and the light essence is the soul, and the soul can be destroyed. He says it cannot be destroyed. He is not very good at reading the teachings of the great avatars of the ages. For Krishna gives the teaching, never the spirit was born, the spirit shall cease to be never. That spirit is the spirit of the living God with us, the I am that I am. But it is written in scripture that the soul that sinneth, it shall die. The soul is the potential to realize the fullness of the spirit of the living God in form and in formlessness. That option, that opportunity, is fraught with decision-making every step of the way. There is right and wrong, and the soul can become lost and become a castaway. And therefore, those who abort life place in jeopardy their own souls as well as the souls of those whom they abort. You know, I think it bears repeating that the soul is the potential to realize the fullness of the spirit of the living God. That's, you know, I think, Tom, too, I would think it's a good old. place to mention again that if you've been involved in an abortion or had an abortion, that doesn't mean the end for you. It means you've got some karma you need to balance, and that may be bringing forth another soul, the same soul, if you're of the right age or circumstance to do that. It also means sponsoring life. Maybe it's going serving at a... Uh, a school as a volunteer or some place where you give of your heart and give to others. So that karma can be balanced. You have an accountability there, but it doesn't, shouldn't be the end of your life and and, and worry and and condemnation of yourself, but thinking, I can balance this karma by serving life, and God will honor that. You know, listening to some of the arguments in favor of abortion, they're very serpentine. The the logic is... um, subtle it's it sometimes it kind of feels right or seems right but we know better and if we if we go to that place in our hearts and our souls where the truth resides we can know right away without any equivocation what's real what's not what's true what's not it's true and they'll attempt to rationalize abortion i mean i think in a lot of places where you go to inquire about abortion instead of talking about the baby they talk about the products of conception you know yes. like it was some chemical on a tube or something that's been put together. Um, in other words, try and take the life out of the decision and the light. And you know, most people really do know that it's not the right thing to do, but circumstances, they feel they have no other choice perhaps because they don't have the support system. Well, there are support systems out there. And, um, you know, there's a lot of people who like to adopt a baby. Uh, a lot of people do not have them. So there's opportunity for all when you bring your baby uh, to fruition, to birth. You know, and before we go to our next break, I think I want to reinforce what you said about the fact that there is no blame here and that if, in fact, you were involved, anybody listening to this was involved in an abortion in any way, that you can serve life, you can sponsor life, you can make it right, you can balance that karma. It's not a death sentence. It is something that can be overcome. And, uh, in fact, it is happening all the time. I think people are turning around and understanding more deeply 
what's really at stake here and choosing to serve life, to sponsor life. And that's a very good and wonderful thing to do. And that will balance that karma. You know, I was just thinking, too, about um, group souls, you know, and when certain people are missing from what should be a complete group, um, you know, and, and not to endorse anything in particular, but l- let's say that everybody that was involved in the beginnings of Microsoft weren't there to begin with. Maybe that that whole product or that yeah. system may not have come together. Or the group of souls that came together to put a man on the moon, for instance, you know. Or somebody who came with a cure for cancer. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's important that, that that's one of the reasons I think that a lot of the young people are having problems with this suicide and everything. They sense that their brothers and sisters aren't here. Yeah, perhaps so. You know, look at the American Revolution, and even people that don't have a religious bent agree it was one of the most unique uh, gathering of souls in history that came together in the right place at the right time and brought forth the first country founded on an idea, not on geography. And I think that's what's so unique. And could have the American Revolution occurred if you took out some key players, obviously Washington, um, Benjamin Franklin, John Adams. If if they weren't there, would the revolution have happened? I'm not sure it would have. I I hear you completely. Well, we've got to take a short break. And before we go on that break, I want to mention that this lecture that we're listening to excerpts from, we're going to be playing this over two shows, today's program and the next program as well, because there's too much material here to put in one show. So I just want to let you know that what you're going to be hearing later on is only part of the whole. So please tune in next week for part two on Life is Sacred. Anyway, let's take a short break. When we return, we'll hear more of this remarkable and timely lecture from Elizabeth Claire Provitt. Don't go away. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. 
Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. We are back again. Thank you for staying with us in The Open Door. Um, The soul is here for the purposes of balancing karma, serving to set life free, and and fulfilling one's divine plan. Here's more. Through a body, that light essence has the opportunity to experience the form called matter. It is true that souls have the opportunity to experience physical incarnation, but it is not alone for experience It is for the purposes of balancing karma, serving to set life free, and fulfilling one's divine plan. To curtail the developing body within the womb simply removes one potential vehicle. We are not only removing a potential vehicle when an abortion takes place. We are aborting a life and a destiny that is set by Almighty God. A soul cannot simply hop into another body any time it pleases. There are individuals who allow discarnate entities to hang about them and even to enter them, but this is not an incarnation. This is possession. Everyone is wholly responsible for his choices. This is contradictory to what Ramtha said in the first paragraph that I read to you. If there is no right or wrong, and God does not judge, then how can we be responsible for choices when we cannot tell what choice is right or wrong? Ramtha states that a woman need never feel guilt for choosing not to birth a body. These are the words of fallen angels and devils incarnate, false teachers and false prophets. That is exactly what Ramtha the Ram is, And his purveying of this message concerning abortion, I am certain, has neutralized the conscience of many an individual. Many a woman, I am certain, under the advice of Ramtha, has considered herself to be free to have an abortion. Ramtha does not set responsibility or accountability for the procreative process for bringing forth life or being a co-creator with God. His statements are diabolical. They show who and what he is, and let him be exposed before this altar of Almighty God, as well as all others who prattle the same nonsense. Many New Agers have deluded themselves into believing what is most convenient to believe, that abortion destroys only a vehicle not a person. This is the root and the fundamental lie of the pro-abortion movement today, which they call pro-choice. Some people even believe that Edgar Cayce condoned abortion because he said that the soul did not necessarily enter the body at conception. During a reading, When asked if the soul entered the child at conception or birth or in between, he replied, It may at the first moment of breath. 
It may some hours before birth. It may many hours after birth. That depends upon the condition, the environment surrounding the circumstance. This does not mean that Casey was saying that it doesn't matter what happens to the body before the soul enters. In the very same reading, Casey said that one's thoughts and impressions during pregnancy have an effect on the child. Taken in context with all of Casey's teachings on karma, his statements about the soul cannot be seen as condoning abortion. However, it must be stated for the record that according to the Ascended Masters, the Casey readings are 65% accurate. Many people who consider themselves in the vanguard of the New Age support a woman's right to have an abortion based on the principle that a woman has free will and the right to control her own body. They may uphold this right even though they wouldn't choose abortion themselves. They say a woman should be able to choose whether or not to have a child. We all agree. But we also must state that she makes her choice before conception, not after. We have better and better birth control methods. And the time to decide whether you are going to participate in the creative process is never after conception. Abortion is not a birth control method. Let's return to the question of when the soul enters the body. Most Orthodox Christians believe that a brand new soul is created for every new embryo. The Catholic Catechism by John A. Hardin states, The Church has never defined the exact moment when the soul is created and infused into the body to form this unique human person. It is assumed that creation of the soul and its infusion take place at the moment of conception. Both the New Age and the Christian view of the soul are wanting. The soul exists before conception. It exists in the beginning with God. The soul exists and comes forth as we are created out of the great white fire ovoid. Twin flames come forth. The manifestation of male and female created by Elohim and the word with Brahman. The souls descend, having cycled through the bands of the causal body, into material form to fulfill their reason for being. Souls are created and they must complete many life cycles in embodiment before they may return to their point of origin. Therefore God spake unto the prophet Jeremiah, and he said, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. God had predestined the soul of Jeremiah just as he has predestined your soul and the soul of your twin flame to go forth to fulfill 
a mission of splendor and light and usefulness and creativity in this earth and throughout the spheres of the heavens. We understand that the soul is a continuum, that it exists in the beginning with God and exercising right choices, increasing in the manifestation of light and Christhood. These two souls will one day return home from their journey at last to bow before the presence of Alpha and Omega and receive the divine approbation. Well done, thou good and faithful servants. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee rulers over many. This is my beloved son and my beloved daughter in whom I am well pleased. As I have said, the modern reincarnationists view that it is okay to abort the body because it's only a body denies that the body is the temple of the living God. The Apostle Paul said it, What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which ye have of God? And ye are not your own, for ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Ye are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Paul's point that we must underscore is that ye are not your own. We are not our own, but we are God's. And our souls are bought with a price by the living Savior, Jesus Christ. This means that our bodies are not our own. Our souls are not our own. God has created us and ordained us to bring forth souls made in his image and likeness. Therefore, the freedom to choose to not bring forth the soul that is conceived, that is already in the womb attached to that body from the moment of conception, that choice does not belong to us because we are not gods. We are sons and daughters of God, and we are obedient to his law of love. He has ordained us to be co-creators with him, not above him. We cannot play God with the soul and the life aborning in our womb. And there it is. We must not play God with the soul and the life aborning in the womb, period. Now, before we go on, I want to make note of this for you listening today, that we have a multi-album set of discourses and lectures on this subject titled Life Begets Life. If you go to tsl.org slash bookstore and type in the search bar Life Begets Life, it should take you to a multi-album set and it's just it's hours and hours of just wonderful teachings on this subject and I think you'll really enjoy it. So, 
So we going? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna take a break yet. I think you know, Sid. I think you wanted to make some point that we, when we come back after our break, at least we're gonna talk about um, twin twin flames, soulmates, maybe, and the importance of the soul that may be wanting embodiment, who is very very special to us. I, I was just uh, I just made a note here. What if Jeanette McDonald and Nelson Eddy had not come into embodiment at the time that they did? We wouldn't have all this. These beautiful movies and music and one thing and another. I think, I mean, I think you may have to explain who they are to many people out there, uh, Jerry, when oh, we come back. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, I will. How far back in history are we going here? Yeah, yeah. Silent Moves. <laughs> they well, were singers, I know. Yeah, well, they were, yeah. Well, I think, you know, playing God with the soul is pretty arrogant, and we can all probably agree on that. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll wrap up today's program. Please stay with us. starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. We are back. I'd like you to imagine for just a moment that you are a soul seeking to re-embody and the reason that you're going to re-embody is because you're going to be reunited with your twin flame for the once and final maybe not the once but the final time before you make your ascension you're looking forward to this moment you have been looked forward to it for 10,000 lifetimes perhaps who knows but just imagine for a moment that you are there on the threshold and suddenly that opportunity is denied you you are cut short and you do not fulfill that divine destiny to reunite and ascend with your twin flame. What a tragedy. Yes. Well, it's a tragedy for everyone. And, and I think, you know, those that are trying to embody now on the risk of abortion, some will be aborted two and three and four times in their desire to come back. And, you know, being aborted is not a pleasant experience, as I think many of you might be aware. And so it is, it is hard. And to think that there are people out there looking for their twin flame at, at their inner levels, they know their twin flame is supposed to be there, and they're not. And wow. it's a sobering thought. And I think, again, coming back to enlightened self-interest, people, you know, if you want to be in embodiment, then you need to sponsor other life coming into embodiment. And there's a line there, and those that don't sponsor life 
are going to be at the end of the line when it comes time to come back. So there's so many things. And I think people, too, when they're up in the etheric in between embodiments, they have a very clear vision of who they are and what they need to do to get home to God. And they see the karmas that are blocks to that going forward. And if they you can just imagine, not only the frustration of twin plane, but if you know you could make your ascension this life, if you can resolve these karmas, you know, and you can't do it because you can't get into embodiment. You can imagine how it must feel for people and for souls. And, and we're taught that there are so many souls in heaven that would give anything to be embodiment right now, not just for their personal needs, but to serve the planet and to serve the people of God here. So, uh, again, a different perspective and an understanding. And, and those that turn, go away with a hard heart and a cold heart, you know, it's a, it's, and don't work to resolve this, it's an intense karma upon them, and they'll be denied the, op- the opportunity to incarnate. So there's a lot at stake here, and God loves you and wants you to know the truth so you can act on the truth, and it's enlightened self-interest um, to embrace life and help others, help others come in embodiment if they need to, because you'll get that same help in return. Well, and you know, it raises a question that what logic could possibly trump the reality of our right to life? We, we mentioned well, before, I think, Tom, um, we only have to go back to the original serpentine lie, thou shalt surely not die. That's right, what yeah. the, 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 the devil or the snake said to, to um, Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. You know, it, there, there's a human logic that sounds right, especially when certain words are put with it. You know, manipulated. But what I have found, many of the things that I thought even about the spiritual path might have been very logical in my mind, but they just didn't happen to be true. <laughs> and so I've had to relearn some that. things, how cosmic <laughs> law works and so forth. So, you know, I, was, I can remember being young and worried about all this overpopulation, you know, da-da-da-da-da, because I had no understanding, awareness that God controls who comes in by me. He controls the, the population of this planet. You know, let's trust him. And, you know, we've always, always resolved every technological issue and problem that we've faced. Um, I mean, we're handling far more people than we ever thought possible on this planet, and many more of them are eating. Others, isolated places where there's issues. But in general, the gifts of God through people have kept up with the needs of this planet. So let's not put abortion to the back burner. I mean, our current Pope Francis said there are other issues more important than abortion, social justice and, and climate change. I'm not saying those issues aren't important in their own way, but I can tell you, and certainly for America, there is no issue more important than abortion because of the karma of America and allowing the tens and thousands and millions of abortions since 1973. It makes us vulnerable. And if America were to go down, I believe it could very well be over the subject of abortion, God forbid. So there's an individual interest, there's a collective interest. And it, it's okay. I mean, it's liberating to know the truth. It's yes, liberating it to know the truth about souls, about their divine plan, about your divine plan, about twin flames, about opportunity. Aha, we can say. You know, now I get it. Now I understand. I've, I haven't had the right information to make my own choice on this. This brings me information, understanding, perspective. It makes sense to me. Because it does make sense to our souls, because we know within our souls it's true. Yeah. But we've been fed the lie, not only on this issue, but so many others. Why? Because the fallen angels are angry and hate God, because he won't give them light anymore, since they rebelled. And because they hate God, they can't touch God, 
but they hate God's sons and daughters, and that's who they go after, like this romp to the ram or whatever his name is, you yeah. know, to bring those lies. They want to harm God by harming his sons and daughters of God, and we do not have to put up with it any longer because we're, we have the knowledge and understanding that they will not be able to manipulate us anymore. Yeah, indeed. Well, you a moment ago, you raised a very good point when you mentioned the Pope. You know, we have a tendency to bow to authority. Our, our priests, our rabbis, our, our, our gurus, I mean, whoever it is that we may be listening to, if they have any scent or hint of authority, certainly the Pope does, but our, our priests, even our teachers, we, we tend to accept what they say. And I think part of the equation here is to understand the importance of critical thinking to ask those questions, not just to take things at face value and have a knee-jerk response, but really to question not only just the authority, but the truth behind it, so that you end up questioning perhaps the logic that you hear, you know, like the serpent in the Garden of Eden. You know, if Eve had said, now, wait a minute, what do you mean by surely? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't think she asked that question. That was the problem. <laughs> I know. Well, that's it. I think questioning, critical thinking is vital if we're going to get through this minefield. And, and the fact that you're listening to this program, you are a seeker. You know there's more out there. You know there's truth. Don't let it pass through your fingers because you don't pay enough attention to it or you get distracted. You know, when yeah. you see the truth, when you feel the truth, that's when we need to act. Well, I think, you know, to kind of sum up today, you know, part one of this program is that every opportunity for life is precious and every opportunity lost may deprive the soul of her chance to gain eternal life. I mean... That puts a great weight and emphasis on the reality of our soul's journey. Yeah, every every parent you know needs to needs to begin maybe looking at it from a different point of view. Yeah, it's not just this this thing in the womb. It could be you know my life hangs on on this. You know, indeed. Well, as we said a moment or two ago, we're going to be continuing listening to excerpts from these lectures from Mrs. Prophet in our next program. So I hope you will tune into that. Look for Life is Sacred, Part 2. It will continue with some of these really elucidating excerpts about the truth behind abortion, and the fact that the soul's opportunities are perhaps limited and we cannot curtail them in any way without taking on an enormous karmic burden. And I think that that Life Begets Life um, oh, yeah, thank uh, you. album is, is a wonderful thing for people to get. Indeed, you know, tsl.org slash bookstore in the search bar, Life begets life worth tuning into yeah well so terry if they want to get a hold of us for any reason what can they do they can contact us by way of a keyboard you know not smoke signals <laughs> not smoke no, signals okay. anymore <laughs> and we are at tsl we are at web radio at tsl.org web radio at tsl.org thank I, you i did my thing you did you did it well too as always <laughs> And, you know, I want to thank you all again for being part of this discussion because this is not light stuff in the sense that it's got a great weight attached to it, but it is all about light, capital L. And though but we, don't we want to know the truth? We I want to know the do. truth for sure, yes, we indeed. Yeah. Well, thank you all for being part of this mandala again. You came here for a reason. There are no accidents. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And we'll talk to you next week when we continue this discussion of life is sacred. In the meantime, though... The path may sometimes be difficult. The rewards are out, out of, of this, this world. world. Thanks, everyone. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you again for joining us this week. 
Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week. 